0: Welcome to Technology Forward, where we explore trends and developments in the additive manufacturing industry. Hello, everyone. I'm Leslie Langnaw. In today's edition, we're going to discuss how 3D printing can be used in the electronics industry. I'm here today with Joab Stern, CEO at Nano Dimension. Nano Dimension provides intelligent machines for the fabrication of additively manufactured electronics. Such 3D printed electronics are used in electromechanical subassemblies on autonomous intelligent drones, cars, satellites, smartphones and in vivo medical devices. So thank you for joining me today, Yoav.
1: Thank you very much. Good to speak with you, Leslie.
0: First, why 3D print electronics? What are the benefits?
1: Well. We have to start by defining what is 3D print electronic because there's uh, misconceptions about it. We're using machines or printers that use uh, technology for 3D printing by uh, injection uh, of inks for that matter. Mm -hmm. But 3D printed electronics are divided between that and added manufactured, manufactured electronic, AME. The difference is 3D printing electronic is when you take a, a injection ink, let's say it's silver, and you inject it and you create a circuit on any three-dimensional or or non-three-dimensional uh, entity. For instance, when you print the on the back of your window in the car, there's electric uh, circuit that makes it warmer in the winter. If you remember, mm-hmm. so that's that's 3D printed electronic because you would print. A layer of uh, silver for that matter that is creating this on the, on the um, on the glass but AME added manufacturing electronic is really printing electronics in three dimensional which means taking the material be it printed uh, conductive or and dielectric and printing electronic circuit like p- PCBs that are in three dimensional by adding more material and more more conductive or more additive material as as we go up in the 3D. Now, back to your question, why using it? So I'll divide it between 3D and AME. 3D you use because it's easier and faster and more efficient to print on the back of the window on the glass with a printer, than doing it uh, analog, uh, uh, by analog printing, which means you have to somehow create the printed circuit on a different screen, let's say, and then you have to type or or, or rather glue the screen on the back of the window and then peel it off. Very complicated, takes longer and not efficient. So that's relatively straightforward. On an AME, why use AME? Because additive manufacturer electronics can make parts, printed circuit boards that are very sophisticated that cannot be made otherwise, cannot be made otherwise in a traditional PCB industry. So it's much more innovative and uh, and breakthrough as much as technology.
0: Okay, but now are there some maybe lesser known challenges to 3D printing electronics? And if so, what are some of those that a designer needs to keep in mind?
1: Okay, the main challenges, and I will, focus on the challenges of the AME rather than the 3D. The 3D printing has, the challenges are mostly how to, to print on, on entities that are complicated in size or in three dimensional uh, uh, structure. That's for the 3D printing electronics. So you have to be able to print one layer of a circuit board on an um, entity that's complicated. A window of a car is simple. An antenna, if it's flat, and inside, uh, let's say, a cellular phone, it's relatively simple. It's more complicated, let's say, than than a, than a flat window of a car, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's more of the shape of what you print on because you only print one layer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once you go to AME, there's a lot of other challenges mm-hmm. because the AME changes the capabilities of your own user product. Its weight, it's much lighter. Its size, it's very small becomes almost like uh, fabrication in semiconductors. The performance is better. The amount of waste is much lower because you don't waste material. You print two materials at once. So there are issues. Now we're going into the challenges, directly to the question. You print two materials at once because there's dielectric and the conductive. How do they interface together while you're printing them? What are the, the... characteristics of this material the conductive being uh, some kind of a special silver and the uh, dielectric being a polymer how are they compared to the traditional 40 years old analog industry of pcbs which using F- fr 4 and all kind of uh, materials that are different how is the repeatability of the machines you print a whole product like completely com- convert digital file into a full product from nothing to a full working product? Is it repeatable? Are all the products the same? What is the speed of doing this? Are the machines fast enough so they can replace manufacturing? Is it real 3D? Can it really print in three dimensional, which means there's layers and layers and additional layers. It's not one layer of circuit. It's dozens of layers, if not hundreds of layers with vias, with holes. You don't need to drill holes. So can, de- can you do that? That's a challenge. And of course, in the end, what is the environmental condition that the end material can work in? High temperature, low temperature. It's a total digital industry where you start from a file you design and you have an end product and you have to go through these challenges I just described.
0: Okay. Now, I've seen nano dimension at many of the additive manufacturing shows over the past few years. So, how has 3D printing electronics changed?
1: Well, it's easy. It's easy to speak about how 3D, how do AM and 3D manufacturing change over the last two months because the world have changed.
0: Yes, <laughs> <So>. that's true.
1: <laughs> so we can speak about that. I mean, who remembers the last two years after the last two months? <laughs> <laughs> In the last two years, I'll try to, I'll speak both on the two years and the two months, okay? okay. <laughs> so the last two years, there's an advancement and people start to understand the difference between just 3D printed electronics and AME additively, additively manufactured electronics. They start to understand that in 3D printed electronics, they, ha- they can have more and more applications, you know, of printing a circuit, one layer on different entities, which will replace traditional ways of, of having that printed circuits on whatever entities. Uh, but there's no huge, uh, I would say, curve or inflection points on the AME things changed over the last two years uh, the, the, the first uh, ame machines real ame machines uh, came out which happened to be nano dimension so i'm, I'm a, you know i'm tooting my own horn so i'll try <laughs> not to do that sorry about that but that came just a year and a half ago and to be frank our earlier machines were not 24 seven working. So we had to fix them and we upgraded and The new machines only came in the end of 2019, if you can believe it. And that, that is a very, very big difference because suddenly the people and including the big guys, which are talking to us, realize that you can create something from nothing. Now it's not something from nothing. It's some, uh, some finished end user electronic product from a digital file. That's, that's a major thing that happened in the last two years. Uh, it didn't happen before in the, in the AME market. And now there's more and more people looking at that and trying to work out two uh, materials into one product and to be a totally independent fab, which means a standalone digital to end user product machine. Uh, and those machines are in a stage of advanced development uh, Proof of concept is already there. The machines are working, uh, but they're not yet into full production of PCB, of AME. They are into producing prototypes. And that's what the industry is seeing. Everybody is trying to push it toward production. And Mm -hmm. that connects me to the last two months. There's a huge trend, and I don't know if you followed it up. Uh, It's everywhere in the media, in the business media, especially in the electronic uh, business media where the big guys have realized that they became addicted to the Far East manufacturing of printed circuit boards Mm -hmm. in general and uh, actually specific and in general to electronics. And they realized that all, and they got addicted to this low cost, very high quantities which China and Taiwan uh, supplied. And they are realizing now that after a crisis, Actually, two crises. One started with the uh, American administration forcing the trade war with China and the tariffs. And the second just followed that into the corona days. And suddenly, they realized all the money they made in manufacturing electronics in the Far East over the last few years, they may be losing now. Moreover, they are so dependent, they have no manufacturing on the ground, on the continents, and they have no buffer zones. So there's a huge trend in the 3D and and AME of people uh, in the industry realizing that AME is a perfect solution to manufacture PCBs or special electronics on the ground, on the continents, because it's a clean industry, it's not analog, it's digital, there's very little waste, it's ecologically friendly, and it may create for them the buffer manufacturing on the ground, between continuing to manufacture in the Far East, maybe in very high quantities, but in case there's issues, they can always have close to home, design in-house, manufacture in-house. That's a key thing. You don't send designs to the Far East. You design in-house, you prototype, you manufacture, and all it's a digital industry. So that one trend is accelerated over the last two months as a result of the corona.
0: So what I'm hearing is that there's a a huge potential for reshoring electronics back into uh, other countries, doing it closer to home, wherever businesses may be.
1: Exactly, and I want to tell you something, Leslie. The defense, uh, and more than defense, the government-related industries, call it defense, uh, home and security, and and, and lots of other uh, industries that are Rightly so, more nervous about cyber uh, Mm -hmm. cyber theft. Realized earlier than the corona that it's very difficult for them to send designs not only outside the country. Sometimes even inside the country, they wouldn't send it to certain civil organizations because it's they need to keep it either governmental or defense. Here they have a solution that they don't have to send design if they have machines at home. Think about machines that. Uh, in a warehouse and there's 20, 30 machines, they do the design, they immediately convert the file into a prototype, a proof of concept. It works great, if not, they fix it, they do another proof of concept, and then if it works, they still take the end design and manufacture it in-house without sending anything abroad. That's a major additional advantage than just being able to manufacture on the ground, is the ability to keep the IP on the ground.
0: Right. So now, how close would you say we are to shifting over into more of a higher production capability with 3D printed electronics?
1: Uh, I would say that on the again, going back to the earlier definition that, that we defined at the beginning of the call, if you're speaking about 3D printing just in two-dimensional, it's funny to say 3D printing at two dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 3D printing electro, uh, technology. Used to print, uh, I'm saying it a long way, used to print circuits in really two dimensional or shapes of two dimensional. Uh, you know, it's like the globe. We live on the globe, which is really three dimensional. Our earth is three dimensional, but we are walking around in two dimensions, you and me. Yep. The ground is two dimensions for us, even though it's three dimensions. So it's the same with printed electronics. So those industries that are printed something on a surface. Uh, are already in production, in early production, and uh, they're working. The AME are not really in production. The, the technologies that manufacture real three-dimensional circuits with layers and layers with manufacturing uh, components inside the PCB, which means you don't have to add components. You can print the components, the the, the capacitors, the converters, mm-hmm. the coils. This industry is in a stage of uh, prototyping a proof of concept and is moving into early production I believe in the next 12 to 18 months maximum maybe a bit less than 12 with a little bit of luck that's where we are and uh, the, you know the, the holy grail is getting into early production we already post the proof of concept it works uh, customers are using it and the early production is coming the minute you get into early production Uh, that's the inflection point because then you start to really evolve into machines becoming uh, populating production floors, which is beautiful.
0: Mm -hmm. That should be a very interesting development too, as far as designs for the design engineer. Speaking of which, um, for an engineer who's looking into adding electronics into something that they're designing, 3D printed electronics, what are some of the key design considerations they need to be aware of?
1: You hit the nail on the head. That's the reason the, the AME uh, additively manufactured electronics is such a compre- comprehensive solution. The ability of the technology has to be integrated into the software that is being used for design because when you have a software for design, be it Mento Graphics or be it uh, SolidWorks, the CAD-CAM Tronics, C-A-E, Computer Aided Electronics, are used the traditional design rules and they're not familiar with the new capabilities of this elect- this technology. So you, if you are a manufacturer of AME machine, like we are, you have to also develop the software, let's call it like a design rule library that will be attached to the traditional CAD-CAM software. So people, uh, engineers who are designing will be able to include, for instance, the, capa- the option to insert into the design a 50 layers capacitor, which the machine can produce, but if it doesn't have it in its software, it's not going to be able to integrate it into the design.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: or a certain coil that you don't need to add a different coil from a manufacturer of coils or converter with coils, you can print your own coil. So, what we do, for instance, and hopefully others, is we, had, we have a software package that integrates into the industry uh, design softwares that is just like a library, so be able to use the design rules and, and leverage the, the advantage of the manufacturing capability of the machines.
0: Interesting. Are there any material considerations that are important?
1: Uh, yeah, I would uh, say even I'll take it one step. Further, the material in AME, the material and the process is the secret source. Everything is around the materials. You take polymer which melts, you know, at 100, 100 something degrees Celsius and you take silver who melts at 900 and something degrees Celsius and you inject them together and they have to live together as injected coming out of the machine. molded together and working. It's a real challenge. It's not a simple silver and it's not a simple polymer. Once you change the silver a little bit, it's not working with the polymer, so you have to change the polymer. Once you change both of them, you have to change the process. You have to consider temperatures of the process as well as what temperatures the end product is going to work at, and then those temperatures the product has to maintain its, its characteristic and not changing them. You have to consider what happens over time to polymers and silver when it's exposed to sun, ultraviolet, heat, cold. Does it lose its, capa- not capabilities, its characteristic? Does it change its characteristics? It keep- how long does it keep them? That is different for industries in defense. Their needs are different than industries that are commercial. Mm-hmm. More than that, how strong is the product? Can it break under G-forces? When will it break? How is it comparing to the traditional PCBs or electronics? So everything is a random material and the minute you, send, send, you change material in order to fit the spec of the end product or the, end or the or the vertical industries you're selling, then you have to change the process because, and you have to change the other material because they're all relating to each other. So once you ask this question, you hit almost the core breakthroughs in additive manufacturing electronics and three-dimensional, which is the chemicals and the physics of the material and the algorithms that can control such a delicate process in real time.
0: Now, um, is there anything I haven't asked that you want to address?
1: Uh, Well, you didn't tell me how many machines you want to buy.
0: Me, personally, how much do they cost?
1: (laughs) Well, for you, we have a special price, Leslie.
0: okay, (laughs) that sounds good. It sounds like there's gonna be a lot of interesting developments coming up even in the next few months for 3D printing electronics.
1: Yeah, we are very excited. We have, actually, I'll tell you, we have customers. The technology is so new, we had a user conference, the first one, a few days ago, We found out, and we have users and customers from all over Europe. It was in Europe, in in Germany, in in Europe. It was in Zoom video, but it was in Europe. And for four hours, we had customers working with our machines, Leslie, if you can believe it, that develop uh, products that we didn't realize the machines can do. Wow. Which means, we said, okay, just a minute. We didn't know this can do it, let us, Take from you, how did you use the technology? We didn't know it can be used that way. It's really exciting, so, and, and the customers are excited because it's almost them participating in the development of the next generation of the machine by showing us what the present generation can do. So they, they kind of break the barriers, and then they tell us, this can do already this. Take it one step to the left or to the right, and it's another breakthrough. It's very, very exciting.
0: Quite an interesting form of collaboration there.
1: Exactly. exactly. And, and we're now formalized it with your customers. And we, uh, it, it's funny how you really hit the, nut, the nail on the head. We offer them to, uh, um, to form a customer's advisory board for, to our R&D and product team, and which will meet once in two, three months. And they were very excited, very excited, because all the customers don't feel they're competing with each other and are They're all kind of working and sharing information because it's going to expand the industry. It's not going to overlap and push each other. It's going to open more uh, horizons for all of them. So we're going to establish now and start to operate in a customer's advisory committee uh, along the lines I just described.
0: Um, I have to say, as far as I'm aware, you are the most well-known company of someone who makes 3D printed systems for electronics. Are there others in the industry?
1: Yeah, there, there are more. There are companies mm-hmm. like Optomec in the United States that uh, is doing what I described to you before, printing just one layer of uh, of um, uh, silver electronics on t- any three dimensional okay. entity. Uh, there's uh, competitors to Optomec in in Europe. A few of them. Um, there's uh, mach- there's companies that develop all kinds of inks for electronic uh, industry, like KAO from uh, mm-hmm. Japan. But they only develop the inks and mostly the, the conductive inks, not the dielectric. The uh, there's companies who develop machines like in Germany, notions, Notion, but they only buy machines. They don't have the inks. Sorry, they only build machines. They don't have the inks okay. and, and therefore the machines are mostly built on spec. So there are, there are companies and, and, of course, the big guys, the Samsungs and the Siemenses and the Lockheeds are talking to us and about things they do and um, the, the big guys are having this technology uh, pushed forward in-house. So uh, those are kind of few of the players.
0: Well, I thank you very much for your time, Yoav. It was a fascinating discussion.
1: Thank you so much, Leslie, Uh, have a good day, stay safe, and next time (laughs) face-to-face.
0: Definitely.